disappointing season. He doesn't get it off. The game is over, and so is the season. And now, a new direction. Extremely excited for the next chapter of my life, of being the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. What's next for the Bucks? Gotta use this as motivation. Hopefully, we can come back next year and be better. Broadcasting live from the Grouper Law Office's Sports Zone at Summerfest. Alongside the Athletics' Eric Name, here's Ben Brust. It's the State of the Bucks live from Summerfest on a beautiful Saturday. We still got you all the way up until 2 o'clock. Ben Brust and Eric Name here. He writes for The Athletic on the Bucks and all across the NBA. Max Meyerson helping us out, running the show. Spent a lot of the first hour talking about the coaching changes from Mike Budenholzer to Adrian Griffin to what the Bucks can do with Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton, which is likely bring them back. But how does that fit into the strategy and the new scheme that Adrian Griffin will put in, which will likely be a little bit more high-intensity, on-ball defense, wanting a little bit more athleticism, length, and look, the top eight that the Milwaukee Bucks have right now don't exactly fit that, but change is something, and change was needed. They're going to try and build with young guys in the draft. Uh, mind you, they aren't going to be you know, top 20 picks. But they're going to continue to try and build length and athleticism, keep that pipeline going. Um, but ultimately, whether it's trading Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, Bobby Portis, signing Brooke Lopez, signing Chris Middleton, the guy that can put all of those things away in, in terms of worries about where this franchise is even going can be Giannis Adetokounmpo. And so it's interesting because he's won two MVPs. He's been a defensive player of the year, four-time all-team, uh, all-defense. And he is a trans- transcending talent that I think we're going to reach a point here in the next three years where Giannis has been in the league, what, 10, 11 years now? Yeah. That's fascinating to think about. <laughs> After that much time in the league, how much can your game change? And I'll ask you this. What, at his age, do you think he can develop and add to his game that he already hasn't? Oh, man. Immediately I, everyone goes to the jump shot, but I I think it kind of is what it is at this point. Yeah, I mean, obviously the jumper could be better, and, and I think it starts there. Like, if you look at what he's done throughout his career, the first year under Bud... The jump shot was kind of a disaster, but he had never played in so much space before that he was just dunking everything. It, it was unbelievable. It was Euro step, Euro step. Unbelievable. Dunk. He could do whatever he wanted, and no one in the league knew what to do with it. And he was a force of nature. He was 25 years old. He could, it didn't matter. And from that point, you started to see him work on other parts of his game, and his mid-range jumper got better. And it, it wasn't perfect. I'm not saying I'm not saying that at all. But that that's the thing that got better. And if you look at it during the Bud era, just pulling up the stats, long mid range jump shots. He shot thirty six percent his first year in the Bud. Not great. Then forty two, then thirty eight, and then forty four in twenty one twenty two. And in my head, it was like, I know. Last year was a really good year for what looked like was going to be a big year in Giannis continuing to show the consistency with that jump shot. So and then free throw shooting went down again. Exactly. So you, you had that 44% year. Then last year, it goes back down to 37%. And on top of that, he had shot 39% on 
short mid-range shots, which are going to be his turnarounds, his hook shots, his floater. Jump floater, like push all, floater. All of that stuff. It was 39% two years ago. This past season, down to 28%. He just couldn't make shots outside of the restricted area. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is one, like the path forward to easier things, is just get back to... And, and again, those weren't earth-shattering numbers. That isn't Kevin Durant shooting 50% from the mid-range. That isn't Chris Middleton shooting 52% from the mid-range. That's that's just fine. Like It was just fine numbers, and that was huge for him two years ago, and you saw that disappear. So, one, that's the that's the big thing. It's just get back to being comfortable with those shots again. Outside the restricted restricted area, about five to eight feet. And, and it, you can still shoot the threes and stuff like that. That's fine. It's probably not ideal, but those numbers came, came down from a frequency perspective over his time with Bud. So, like, I think he's starting to figure it out, but that mid-range is, is really where it starts. And then I think out of that, the most successful you've seen Giannis be as an offensive player in the postseason was that 2021 championship run. And I don't think it's a coincidence that during that time, he was setting more screens than he ever has before in his career. And, you know, he just knew, all right, if we're going to beat these teams, I need to be the screener in the pick and roll. And he's the best role man in the world. It's unbelievable. If he wants to be. Yeah. If, if he wants to be. and If he rolls hard, you can throw it up, he'll go get it. And if not, as we've seen time and time again, you saw during the championship run, if you take that away and you don't let him get the lob, that means Chris Middleton shooting a wide-open elbow jumper. Or and Drew Holiday's using his left hand at the rim. Right. Like You're going to get those easy shots. So I think it's one, mid-range, two, Set some more screens. And then I think the the third thing that you have to think about as Giannis gets to this point in his career, he wants to play 20 years. He's said that many times, and that is what he wants to do. So he's halfway there. We're 10 years through. Mm -hmm. The back half of his career, I think you have to wonder, can he do more in the post? And I'm not trying to say he needs post moves. I'm not saying he needs to go visit Hakeem this summer and all of a sudden come <laughs> back with the whole, you know, post bag. You, you don't need all of that. I want him to have the Kareem hook. That'd be unblockable. It would be unblockable. Like, But can he facilitate more? I think if you look at the second half of LeBron James' career, and LeBron's done the thing. He's played 20 years. The second half, he figured out, all right, if I get over to the left block, and I back down where I have the ball in my right hand, and I can throw the whip pass over my yep. shoulder. I can facilitate everything. I see where all the chess pieces are on the board. I can, one, go get a bucket. But if you bring the double, if you bring even help, if you give a stunt, whatever it is, I'm going to pick you apart. And I think so it's like three prongs, right? It's the mid-range has to, it has to get back to good. Not yep. great. It just has to get back to good. Two you have to see him use more as a screener. And then three, I think you have to start wondering and at least experimenting with him facilitating more from the post. And he started to do it more, but I, I think you can take it even a step further. Yeah, I, I, I really like the way that you break that down, but I think what worries me is he knows one speed. Yeah. And he's really good at that speed. And, it, and it's yeah. it might be the biggest strength of his game is his motor and his ability. Like I see, I see Giannis as a guy where right now when somebody's guarding him in the post, he knows he can score one on one. Yep. And if someone if they send two, I think he takes this as a challenge. Like you're still not going to stop him, <laughs> right? And I think that's part of why he's great. But how he can take that longevity in his career right. is starting to see like all right, I've drawn two. 
I can bait them into thinking I'm trying to score on both of them and get a shot for a teammate across. And, and he's gotten better at it in yeah. moments. Yeah. Like, his default, though, is to still go through when he's frustrated or when he's not doing, like, has a good rhythm in, in, in a game. It's just to continue to just go through guys. When he's at his best pace, I love when he's in control of the game. When, when Giannis has the ball and has the decision-making going where he's finding passers in the corner, he's, he's um, doing the, the guard screen where you yeah. got Grayson Allen or Pat Connaughton setting the guard screen, and then they pop and they find him. Or Bobby Portis is on the, the left wing, and he just drives. Bobby's big man helps because yeah. that's naturally where big men are going to go. They're going to go towards the lane rather than stay out. He kicks it, and Bobby steps into a, a wing three. Right. That is where I think Giannis can really grow as a player. It's not that he can't pass. He obviously can. Yeah. Like he's, he's put up a ton of triple doubles. But because he's so damn good at, at drawing defenders, he could be a 10-plus assist guy. I really do believe that. I mean, so I think what's really interesting from this postseason is, and I've, I've tried to circle this moment, but you look at game four against the Heat, and... The Bucks have this big lead, and in that fourth quarter, Giannis gets what I believe is his 13th assist. And on that 13th assist, he starts to cramp up because he had gone through so much to get himself on the court with with the with the back up with his back messed up. He was doing the rehab all day long to try to get back on the court. So he'd exhausted himself to such an extent that he cramped up and then the Bucks had to kind of go away from him and do some other things for the next couple minutes and the heat come back. But why that game is interesting to me is because his back was messed up, he couldn't move the way that he normally moves. He, the, that thing that you're talking about where it's downhill all the time, just straight into the wall, and he can do it because he's so athletic and he's so good. He couldn't do that that day. He couldn't manage that because his back was just not in a position to allow his hips to open up like that, to run like that, his legs like that. And I just thought that's the path. That's what it is going forward. It is using the massive gravity that he has in playing under control. Like, in that fourth quarter, they were, it was Giannis, Brooke, middle pick and roll. The Bucks never do big, big pick and rolls with Giannis in the, in the middle operating. He was throwing Magic Johnson no looks, like... Through traffic, against, yeah, I remember that against the Miami Heat. Yeah, one of the very that was best. the best pass. I was like, wow, if he if he has that long term again, and I, I think so much of it was born out of he literally couldn't move in the way that Correct. he's used to moving, and he had to so evolve he, his game. So he had to do something different. He had to play with more control and think the game in that way. And when you're looking at the back half of his career. To me, that's the path forward, is thinking the game a little bit more. Because playing the way that he does, I, I think you have to wonder how long you can actually do it. Like, just the body. How long can your body hold up? And don't get me wrong, that dude is sculpted. He is uh, unbelievable. Like, no one is stronger, fat, the whole thing. Nobody puts more work. Right. He, 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 I have no doubts that his body will always be in peak condition. But we've seen in the postseason... We've seen throughout his career, it takes a toll. It just does. You, you, can't, you can't fake that. Everyone else is big and strong, too. That's absolutely right. And, and so to me, I, 
I laid out the three-prong approach, but I do think you laid it out a little bit simpler. It's thinking the game a little bit more. How do you slow down? Mm -hmm. That's going to help longevity. It's going to help the wear and tear in your body. And then also, it's just... It might help him, too. It might help him. If they have to respect the cross-court pass, it might leave more lanes so he's not running into bodies as well. So it's the old adage, right? For any shooter, if if you're a shooter and you knock down shots, then what do you do? You can shot fake, and if you have the ability to drive, you can drive. If you're a driver and you knock down shots, they got to play you closer, and then you have your quickness to get around them and get to the rim. So it's the same sort of concept just with passing with Giannis and so his evolution as a player is going to continue to be interesting because again I like the stats you laid out outside the restricted area he's got to get to a good place not a great place he just got to get to a good place because he's so dominant in the restricted area that him being good is great outside the restricted area um on Twitter, at Scalzo and Bruss, the show that I do four to six across ESPN Wisconsin, I was not on yesterday. Homer and Greg Scalzo posed the question, would you trade Giannis straight up for Victor Wembenyama? It's an interesting question. Now, there's a lot of things that would have to go right, obviously. We have the knowns about Giannis. We have the unknowns about Wemby. But they're talking about him like the best draft prospect since LeBron. And if that's the case, I think you... I'm going to ask you, if you were John Horst, would you pick up the phone and what would you do? We're going to hear Eric's response to that question next. Live from Summerfest, this is the State of the Bucks. Back with more on the Bucks coming up on 94.5 ESPN. This is the State of the Bucks on 94.5 ESPN. Broadcasting live from Summerfest and the Gruber Law Office's Sports Zone. Here's Eric and Ben. Touches all things around the grass, trees, and do how I just hate you. Please turn those headlights around. Live from Summerfest, this is the state of the Bucks. You got Ben Brust here alongside Eric Name. We both took in the sights last night. Beautiful night, wonderful music. Stop on by. The weather's awesome today. I mean, it's been the best June in my recollection in a long time. It literally never rains, which I'm sure there are people that are upset about it. I don't have any crops, so I'm not, like, upset, and I don't have a crop. Yeah, I'm renting right now, so it's like I just need it to survive for the next renter. Right. You know what I mean? Right. If I owned a home, I might be a little bit more upset, but right. I'm just renting the home. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's lovely. Every day. It's just 80 degrees. Sun's out. I'll take it for June. It's usually just pouring rain. I, I've had a theory that summer doesn't start till July, but that theory's been proved wrong, like many of my theories. But that being said, yesterday on Scalzo and Brust, as this is the State of the Buck Show live from Summerfest, if you want to get involved, 800-990-3776 is the phone number. You can talk and text us there. You used to be Wisconsin talk and text line. Um, on Twitter, at Scalzo and Brust, I was driving back uh, from from Chicago. I was not on our show yesterday. Homer was filling in for me. They talked about if you would trade Giannis straight up for Victor Wembanyama. First and foremost, do you know the results of that poll? I don't. What would you guess? Um, 50-50. 90-10. of the people say no. They would not do that trade. Interesting. 10% of the people say yes. And it's funny because... 
Greg Scalzo was, was like, look, like, I love Giannis, but this is this is something you have to consider. And so I ask you because I, I'm kind of in like the I, w- I don't think I would do it, but I definitely think you feel the phone call. If you're John Horst, what do you think if you get that call? Um, I think I find a secure line that no one can ever trace. Is there such thing anymore, Eric? I. I mean, I like to think there isn't. As a reporter, I like to think uh, <laughs> there, there is not. That does not exist. But you find a secure line. You have everyone sign an NDA. And then you, like, talk about it. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's it's really difficult, right? Because even, even I mean, because Giannis brought the first championship in 50 seasons to the Milwaukee Bucks. His stated preference for his career is to play 20 years in Milwaukee. That is his stated preference. And you have the chance to have that guy be that guy in this city for 20 years. So I get it. I understand why fans would say no. But Victor Wembanyama is unbelievable. He's the most ridiculous prospect we've seen since LeBron James. And I don't know if you're keeping track, Benny, but LeBron James is still playing. Yeah. At a high level. 20 years. 20 and, years in. And uh, he's won four champ- four championships. But also, he's getting a little bit older. 20 years, you know, it's not quite as good. So if you can take 10 years of Giannis and then add on... 10 years of, of Giannis in his prime, but it just be another person. Right. Seems okay. Seems okay. So I mean, I so think- I like the way you break that down because but- obviously the first instinct as a fan is protect the the ones you love, right? And Giannis, and I mean that in every way, he's the most lovable guy in the world as a fan. You don't have to put up with any drama. You don't have to put up with um, you know him off the court. He's a great leader. He's a family man. Yep. He's also chosen to live in the city of Milwaukee, where not many people choose to. You know, it, 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 and his caliber of player to stay in in a, in a small market city. And seemingly enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, he seems to enjoy the idea that, like, he can be here. Let's and- be honest. Like, I actually can't picture Giannis in New York or L.A. I will say he, uh, he has spent more time, you know, doing these things and having more commercials and stuff like that. But I don't know if people notice. It's a quick trip. To New York. It's, all right, I'll do it. Okay, Nike needs me to do something. I'll go do it. But then I'm coming back because I don't want that. Like, I don't want to live that life. So, yeah, I... I like, there's an element for everyone, right? Like, I mean, like, you and I, we have lives. We, like, uh, everyone goes through the process of, like, where would I want to live? Where would I not want to live? Right. And there's places I just wouldn't want to live. And I think because of his, because of how he grew up, right? Like, he doesn't need that much. No. He doesn't because he's already he's already accomplished more in life than he probably ever could have dreamed of in situations that he was in in Greece. And in every every other week he has a new endorsement or a new company or a new investment and he's made it clear that you don't need to be in a big city to be a brand. He's his own brand and he did it here in Milwaukee. Like that's always the selling point. It's like, oh, you know, if you go to New York or you go to Los Angeles, you can get, uh, you know, a signature shoe. You can get, 
He's got all of it. Yep. He's got all of the stuff already. He's got his shoe line. He's got the Nike sponsorship. He's done it all from here. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's hard to imagine him leaving. And I, I this is where it, it always gets difficult is, like, I will get that question. It's like, okay, one, do you think he's going to play 20 years? And I do. Like, I do think he's a maniac and he loves basketball. So he will try to do the Kobe thing, the MJ thing. Yep. Like, he'll, he'll try to play forever. Like, he loves he loves the game. And the follow-up question is, is he going to do it all in Milwaukee? And I always say no, because these things just end. It, 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 we this, see it this, everywhere. This doesn't... This we see doesn't, it in football. We see it in basketball. We see it in coaching. Th- this isn't me saying, you know... Jerry Gian- Krause ended, ended the Bulls. Right. This isn't me saying Giannis wants to leave, he's going to leave, any of that. I'm just saying... More often than not, you don't stay there for all 20 years. You, you don't stay in that one place. So if we're talking about trading for Victor, all of a sudden it's like, huh, okay, well, if he's going to leave anyways, and again, I'm not saying he's going to. And this isn't but, even a conversation we know that's happening. Right. You could at least have that idea of, well, I at least know I have him for the full rookie contract, the extension after that, and that's going to be nine years. That seems pretty safe and and i think that's where this conversation is interesting but ultimately i do understand no how dare you ever ask me to trade Giannis, the guy that did the thing. yeah the word trade and Giannis in the same sentence is just automatically even, even me i'm like but no and then you're like wait like he's heading into year 11 right, right. like in 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 how much better can the years be on the back end versus the ascend years? And he, I'd say the next three years is still definitely part of his prime. Yeah, um, It's 100% a part of his prime. But yeah. after that, with the way he plays and with how his like his game is not set up in terms of, like, he's not a shooter. He's done it. Like, we, we, we hit on it last segment. And where he's got to grow is his instinctual passing and, and, and slowing the game down and finding ways to evolve his game beyond um, how he's become this absolute freak downhill train yeah and and honestly like this is this season uh, i was telling you this before we got in the air this is one of the more interesting seasons i can remember covering Giannis because he had the down year as a shooter last year they get eliminated in the first round they have a new coach there's just to me there's a lot of things that when we go through Giannis's career this feels like a season we are going to circle. Well, I love it because that's where I want to go next. What are the expectations for the 2023-2024 Bucks? They've had the draft. Free agency is coming. So we're doing this a little bit prematurely, but I think we can focus it on Giannis because Giannis has put out, I would say, cryptic posts in, in a good way for Milwaukee Bucks fans. Like People are doubting. He's doing, he's, he's doing the thing that you love the most competitive athletes do. We'll hit on that next on the State of the Bucks, live from Summerfest. This is Ben Bruss and Eric Name. We'll catch you in four minutes. More Hoops Talk coming up on 94.5 ESPN. You're listening to the State of the Bucks on 94.5 ESPN. Now back to Eric and Ben, live from the Gruber Law Office's Sports Zone. idea what the bump back music is in reference to who might be playing at Summerfest. What do we got? Trippy Red. Trippy Red? Oh yeah. I wasn't ready for that. Who the hell is that? Popular? He's a, he's a rapper. Yeah, he's actually one of like the main headliners. 
You rap guy? I just went with the instrumental. Okay, maybe that's why I'm confused, because it's just instrumental. So I was like, is anyone going to start singing or rapping? Well, I get worried about the lyrics sometimes. We'll try Fair to, enough. We'll I do the clean version, but you never know, you know? You still never know, exactly. I, I Better safe than sorry. It's the ESPN Milwaukee and Madison ESPN Wisconsin producer way. <laughs> Just be a dork like Jesse Nelson. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, we are live from Summerfest. Ben Bruss here alongside Eric Name. As we talk about the state of the Milwaukee Bucks right now, um, and make sure you catch all of our coverage on uh, 94.5 ESPN next Saturday as well. Uh, I believe Alex Strofe will be on next Saturday from noon to 2. Strofe making the trip. Doing a little state of the Milwaukee Brewers. And then Jason, I believe Jason Wildey, Gabe Neitzel, and Alex Strofe will be doing a state of the Packers. That'll be fun. The, the last uh, Saturday of Summerfest. So... We'll have local shows here Thursday and Friday from Homer and Tony to Scalzo and Brust. We have our great WTMJ booth here along with 1017 The Truth. So a fantastic place to come on by and catch uh, all of your favorite shows. Say hi. You can win some swag all summer fest long. Uh, it's been a fun show talking just a lot of a lot about the Milwaukee Bucks because this is a very interesting season because I think the Bucks are in a really weird place. <laughs> They're trying to win now, which they should be. That is that is the right thing to do. But they also made a coaching change, which likely was the right thing to do. But how's that philosophy that the coach have fit in with the roster? Fit in with where their salary cap is? Fit in with you know the guys that are. One through eight, and where does Grayson Allen, Bobby Portis, Pat Connaughton fit in? You're going to sign Chris Middleton back and bring Brooke Lopez back. You're running it back personnel-wise, changing the coach, but how do they fit in? Like, there are so many moving pieces with this Bucks team, and the one consistent is Giannis. So, you know, I think that going out as competitive as Giannis is, and obviously made headlines about the season not being a, a, a failure and whatnot, and I get the, the nuance behind it, but it was a failure. There's no doubt about it. Um, I think he's going to come back motivated as hell. Um, from the posts that he's shown working out of his body, like he continues to just get stronger and yep. look better. And I just I didn't know you could do that when you already looked like a 10 out of 10. It's not fair. It's, it's unbelievably not. not fair. And so he's taking care of his body, but in terms of expectations... Do you like? Do you think he'll care about the MVP a little bit more this year in a weird way? Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I do think he might look back on year one under Bud and was like, whole new scheme, no one knows what we're doing, I can catch people. Like, that caught people by surprise the last time. And Giannis isn't going to catch anyone by surprise anymore. He's an, a unanimous all NBA player for the last five years. And like, here, here's why I ask it because Giannis is not one to care about the team first and winning championships, right. but he's also so competitive. And right now, all he's probably hearing is about Jokic. I mean, at this point, they have the same amount of championships. They have the same amount of MVPs. Right. Is he? You know, even even we posed the question together when we were doing Scalzone Brust, like. Who would you take the next five years, Jokic or Giannis? And, like, it's a fair question. That's a little bit more fair than, you know, maybe Wemby, uh, Wembenyana, who was drafted to the Spurs on Thursday. Um, but when it comes to Giannis, like, <laughs> I just continue to think, like, 
he's going to get sick of hearing Jokic's name. Yep. He's going to want to not just win a championship. He's going to want to win another MVP. Like he, he's. If I'm honest, I'm sitting there. Everyone's talking about Jokic, how he's got the same thing as me. And I, I also just have to rant about this real quick. Just so egregious when comparing the two to leave out the defensive number. Yep. Like it is. So they're like, oh. They got the same, same. They're like in the same play. What are you talking about? Like no. what Giannis can do defensively is no. is no. It's a hundred times Jokic on the defensive yes. end. So yes. uh, again, I just ask you more so like from a motivational standpoint. Obviously, we win a championship, but he's got a lot of noise around him right now. Yeah, I mean, it. One of my more favorite stories I've ever written at the Athletic was last year when I found out that Giannis has regularly lied about people talking trash to him. Whether it's Sandro Mamukelishvili in his first practice as a rookie, or Carmelo when Giannis was 19 years old. He invents things in his mind. And that's fascinating. But he doesn't need to invent anything this year. There's nothing it's written for him. It's written. People are discussing, is he no longer the best player in the league? Is Jokic better than him? Would you rather have Jokic? Like, you don't have to create it. It doesn't need to be invented. You don't have to just grab it out of thin air. It doesn't need to be a figment of your imagination. It is really happening. People are legitimately curious. Hey, man, what's, what's going on? Like... We spent part of this show trying to figure out, like, you know, has he plateaued? Can he still get better? Is he going down? Like, all of that stuff is what people are going to talk about. He can just turn on a TV. If Giannis gets brought up, he can just listen and be like, all right. It's not going to be as positive as it was. No, I got to prove everyone wrong. I mean, when you get bumped in the first round in five games in a seven-game series as a one seed, I don't care if it's the Heat. I don't care if it's the Thunder. I don't care if it's the Magic. It was the worst loss ever in the fact that it was a seven game series against an eight seed and they lost in five games and the game that they lost for the closing was at home and i will be very critical of the way that Giannis, despite however his body was feeling he needs to be able to shoot free throws in a way where it's not a liability moving forward and that's something we haven't even talked about yeah and i don't know it's funny too because despite you know, the the question and the interaction that him and I had after the game about, you know, failure and stuff like that. Later in the press conference, he said himself, this is the worst playoffs ever because this is the furthest I was away from a championship. And that is a fact. They won one playoff game. Every time that Giannis has been to the playoffs, they've won more than that. They only won one this year. So, again, like... He doesn't need to invent anything. They had a bad season last year. It wasn't up to his standards in the playoffs. And, yes, there's injuries and all those things. But this is going to be a motivated Giannis. And that's saying something because that dude's incredibly motivated Motivated all the time. But, like, I I just think you're going to see a dude that tries to prove everyone wrong and spend his entire his entire season doing just that, trying to prove everyone wrong. On Twitter, at ESPN Milwaukee, we hit the question earlier. Does it excite you if the Bucks bring back, bring, bring back Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez? 67% of the people say yes, and I'm fascinated by that because it's not that I don't believe in Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton. I just have seen it already. 
you right. know, and we saw the run it back last year and running it back with the same guys with a scheme that likely doesn't fit Brooke Lopez, maybe as much as it may with Chris Middleton, or at least Chris can adapt to it a little right. bit more uh, than Brooke Lopez at his age because the John Horst talks about it. They're going to be drafting differently. They're going to be drafting a different type of player. They're going to be looking for a different type of player, and that player is going to be intense. That player is going to have to guard on the ball. They're going to have to be athletic. They're going to have to be long. They're going to have to be able to rotate, and that's from a defensive perspective. And so Giannis fits it. Drew fits it. Um, those two those two are really the yeah. only ones, if I'm being honest. That fit it perfectly. Yeah. Grayson Allen, no. Pat Connaughton, I think, can. Yeah. You know, because he's, he's a Swiss Army knife when it comes to his versatility. Mm-hmm. Bobby Portis, like, he can make it work, but it's yeah. not it's not an ideal fit. Brooke Lopez, absolutely not. Yeah. Chris Middleton, not with the way his injury history has sure. been and where his athleticism is at, at this point in his career. He can still get you a bucket. Right. Who, who else am I missing from the top eight? Grayson Allen, no. Yeah, I think you hit them all. And so that's going to be the interesting um, intersection of scheme versus personnel in the 2023-2024 season. Eric Name, Ben Bruss, live from Summerfest. It's a beautiful day. Come on down. The vibes are picking up. I hear some more music. I see some more people. It's a beautiful day. Come on. Stop by. Say hi as we wrap up the State of the Bucks live from Summerfest next. Back with more on the Bucks coming up on 94.5 ESPN. This is the State of the Bucks on 94.5 ESPN. Broadcasting live from Summerfest and the Gruber Law Office's Sports Zone. Here's Eric and Ben. Summerfest. This is the state of the Milwaukee Bucks on 94.5 ESPN. I'm Ben Brust alongside Eric Name of The Athletic. Covers the Bucks, writes for the NBA, does it all. And I think it's been fun. We've really done uh, a, a fun show of breaking down the timeline from post post just debacle against the Miami Heat to where we are now and where the Bucks are moving forward. And I think the question that I continue to go back to, and I think the thing that's most interesting, is the intersection of personnel and scheme. Mm-hmm. Because I think as it sits right now, and this can change, right? Right? There's free agency. We don't know officially what's going to happen with Brooke and Chris. I think the assumption is that Brooke is going to sign with the Bucks. that Chris Middleton's going to sign with the Bucks. But if we look at the eight core guys, Drew Holiday, Giannis, Chris, Brooke, Pat Connaughton, Bobby Porras, Grayson Allen, and I'm missing one... Pat Connaughton? No. Regardless. Yeah. The main eight. Yep. And that doesn't fit the scheme of an Adrian Griffin who's come in here and said, we're going to play aggressive defensively. We're going to pressure on the ball. We're going to need to be longer, more athletic, and that's why John Horst, you can see what he did in the NBA draft on Thursday. He drafted guys with length, athleticism, to fit the personnel of the coach that he hired. Now, the intersection is interesting because this is a, this is a, a really important two-year window. And to me, I think that is going to linger over the whole season. But the other thing that lingers over the whole season is... They gotta win championships. That's the standard. That that's not like if the goal was just to be good, Mike Boonholzer would still have a job. But he doesn't. 
because that's not the standard. Yeah. The standard is playoff success, is winning championships, is getting Giannis another ring. And that is going to be really, I, it's going to be really tough, I think, to make the changes that you want to make, bring in new people. If you want to bring in new people, we'll see how free agency goes. And then still get yourself in a spot where you're contending for a championship. Is the expectations NBA championship next year? I think it has to be. How can it not be? Uh, okay, I agree with you. Do you think the way that the roster is put together right now would win a championship ne- next year? <sighs> Man. Um, I, I don't know how they'd fare against the Nuggets. But like here, I think you're a step ahead of yourself. I don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna fit in what the head coach is trying to do. Yeah, I, man, it, I just think I'm not saying they'll be bad, yeah. but you have to like when they did win the championship in 2021, everyone was on the same page. Right. Roles were identified. Everyone knew where they were supposed to be. Everything clicked. Chris late in the fourth quarter hitting big shots. Right. Drew guarding the best player, whether it was Chris Paul who was hot or Devin Booker who was hot. Giannis continued to be Giannis. Pat Connaughton was making wing threes. Bobby Portis wasn't even scoring at the rate that he was right. now, but he knew his role was to get in the heads of other opponents and just frustrate them. Yeah. Brooke Lopez, you could play him 20 minutes a game in the playoffs if it was drop coverage yep. and it wasn't you know something where Chris Paul and Devin Booker could take advantage of him, then he'd be on the floor if right. he... If they were taking advantage of him, they get him off the floor and go smaller. Like the that's my big concern is I think last last year or excuse me, not last year. I thought the year after they won the championship, I thought they had that. It just yeah. Chris got hurt and if they get by Boston, I think they get by the Heat, which again, yeah. that wasn't that wasn't the Heat and Jimmy Butler didn't have right. the, the Jimmy Butler series against uh-huh. uh, the Celtics, otherwise they would have made a championship. And there's no doubt in my mind that the, the Warriors team that won the championship would not have beat the Bucks. Yeah. That team had no answer for Giannis. And so, again... <laughs> I mean, I think, it, it, to me, it always just comes down to... The identity and, and roles is what they need to figure out ASAP. Identity, roles, but then, on top of that... It might, it might just not matter because Giannis is the best basketball player on the planet. Like this second hour, we've talked a lot about, you know, what to expect from him, how motivated he's going to be, how big of a season this is, how he gets better, and we say all of that, and he averaged 31 points per game, 11 rebounds per game, and six assists per game last season. <laughs> like, and I'm, it's all valid. It's all valid. During the middle of the season, I was talking to Giannis about all those things. And he was still, arguably, the best player on the planet. And he, didn't have, and he didn't have a good and he didn't have percentage, what, uh, you know, What most people would say was like a good year in all of those states of growth. So if you get that, everything else might not matter. Like, we might have just spent... This time talking about identity and scheme and personnel, and it's going to be fascinating to watch how it plays out across the 82 regular season games. I'm guessing there's going to be some rough moments in those first couple of months as they try to figure everything out and how they play and who's playing where. But in the end, it could just be Giannis is so dang good that we're going to win again. You know why they won in 2021? Giannis was so dang good. Giannis was so dang good. Just how it is. Like. Play- Players win the championships. Coaches play a crucial part, but they make the most money for a reason because they're the assets that matter most to holding Larry O'Brien above their head 
exactly. next season. Exactly right. So I'm with you. It will it will be very fascinating to see how the Milwaukee Bucks uh, work with Adrian Griffin and what personnel moves John Horse makes. Um, because I think you and I would agree. I think it's it's likely at least Grayson or Bobby is moved. I think so. I think at least one of those guys will be. Moved. I, I think someone. Of the three players in that middle class of Bobby Portis, Grayson Allen, Pat Conton, you know, if you're looking at how this roster improves, I think there's probably a move to be made there. There definitely is for sure. On Twitter, at ESP Milwaukee, I had said I'm not excited about bringing Chris and Brooke back. I do understand that that is what they are likely going to do and need to do in terms of where they're at with money and where they're at in terms of, like, if you don't bring back Brooke, like, what are you going to get in free? Like, there's really not a lot in free agency that's going to fit in with where the Bucks are at in terms of cap space and building a team right now. But that being said, does it excite you, the fans, to bring back Brooke and Chris? 66% of the people say yes. Five replies are very mean to me. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, what does Giannis add, need to add to his bag to help the Bucks win a championship next year? Free throw shooting, self-control on three-point shot. Free throws and a jumper, just be better at free throws, and we'll be all right. A lot of things we hit on. A step further with analytic Eric was not in the restricted area, but just right outside the restricted area. Needs to go from 34% back to that 40% range on those push shots, those floaters, those really close mid-range jump shots. Struggled there, struggled at the free throw line, still put up a great season. (laughs) But that being said, it's been fun with Eric Dame here live at Summerfest. Come Come on down, enjoy the weather, enjoy concerts. Enjoy beer, enjoy food, and enjoy life. This has been the State of the Bucks live from Summerfest with Ben Brust and Eric Name.